Hello, everybody. Welcome to Oh Shoot. My name is Cassidy Lynn, and I'm your host for today, and I'm just the host of this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode. We will be talking about imposter syndrome. I am surprisingly excited to talk about this because I feel like it's just something that a lot of people struggle with, so I wanted to talk about it. But I did want to let you guys know that I am hosting a free workshop and it's going to be November 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you guys want to, you know, watch my free workshop, be a part of it, it's um, the topic is manual camera settings. So we're going to be talking about all of the nitty gritty details about using your camera. And so I'm excited for everyone to be a part of this workshop and to learn. And yeah, I'm just, it's just going to be fun. I'm excited. So if you want to get access to the workshop when it's available on November 17th, you can actually just join my Facebook group and that's going to be how people can watch it. I'm going to do like a Facebook live in there. Um, It is going to be recorded afterwards and you're going to be able to view it afterwards as well. So if you can't make it on November 17th, um, you can get it another time and you can watch it another time. So definitely go and join my Facebook group because that's going to be how you're going to be able to get access to the workshop. So that's basically it for announcements. Oh, I did want to say, um, I, for some reason, realized that I get a lot of traffic from places other than Instagram. So that makes me kind of think that some of you don't follow me on Instagram. So if you guys are interested in getting a lot of free photography content, but also just like seeing what I'm up to and like I do like tons of stuff on my Instagram, I can't even cover all of it. So um, yeah, just go ahead and follow me. It's at Cassidy Lynn. Lynn is with an E at the end. Um, but also it's linked in the description of this podcast episode. All right, so let's jump into the episode. So like I mentioned earlier, we are talking about imposter syndrome today. Um, I have a lot of info in this episode, and I got a lot of it from healthline.com, so I just wanted to give credit to my source. Um, So I'm starting off with a little statistic. Um, I did some research and found out that up to 80% of people report having thoughts about I'm not good enough or I'm a fraud and everyone's eventually going to find out that I'm a fraud. And if you didn't know, those type of thoughts are actually imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is having feelings of self-doubt, especially self-doubt about like your expertise. So in education and your experience and your accomplishments, a lot of the times people have imposter syndrome within their jobs or something that's like a profession that they do. Um, Yeah, so that is what imposter syndrome is. And because uh, like we have these feelings of I'm not good enough or I'm a fraud, we put a lot more pressure on ourselves than normal. Um, And we hold ourselves to a much higher standard. And the standard is like literally almost impossible to reach. Um, And that obviously is going to take a huge toll on your mental health, on your emotions and your overall well-being. That also can influence your like physical being as well. So if you're like super stressed about meeting standards and being perfect in your work, that can really make you feel stressed out and it'll like 
physically affect you as well. And when it comes to imposter syndrome, like I want you guys to know that I also struggle with imposter syndrome too. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. So don't think I'm just like telling you all these facts and like not relating to it because I definitely am. Um, so with imposter syndrome, um, there's this feeling that even when people are like praising you and praising your talents, um, you kind of like disregard it because you don't think that you've earned the recognition and you don't think and you think that eventually others are going to like find out that you don't deserve the recognition. So with imposter syndrome, it's this big circle of like, I'm not good enough and I'm a fraud. Like people think I'm good, but I'm actually like not. And I'm afraid that people are going to find out that I'm not actually as good as they're making me seem to be, or I'm not as, you know, talented or whatever it is that you feel like you're not reaching that standard. Like that is what you, you're feeling like you're an imposter in and you're afraid that these people are going to find this out about you. And when I say these people, it can literally be your peers. It can be your coworkers. Um, it could be followers. Anything that is like directly influencing you, those people that you surround yourself with, um, that's the audience that you are afraid of kind of like disappointing almost. So in, in someone that has imposter syndrome, um, you keep up the cycle of working harder um, and you work harder to create this illusion of success. And I put success in like air quotes because success is different for each person. And I think that a lot of the times when you have imposter syndrome, you view success as almost this like far off goal that you feel like you can't reach when in reality, like success is literally whatever you want it to be. So for you, maybe it's like literally editing one session in a day, like you had a successful day. Um, or it could be like a long-term goal. Like I want to make X amount of dollars in a year. That also is success. Like it literally just depends on like what you view success as. Cause success could also be like, I want to go travel the world and, um, just see things. And maybe that's not necessarily you making a bunch of money, but it's you being able to experience things. And when you put so much pressure on yourself to work harder and to reach success or to achieve success, um, you are doing this basically so that you can prevent other people from seeing that you're an imposter, but you also do it to kind of make up for feeling unworthy or um, those feelings of I'm not good enough, you're, you're working harder to make up for those feelings. So it's like, oh, I, I don't feel like I'm talented enough to be in my job position. So I'm going to work three times harder than the average person to make up for not feeling like I'm good enough. Um, and obviously, when you have imposter syndrome, sometimes you don't even realize that you're thinking these things until you take like a big step back and you really just like reevaluate everything. So there's this cycle in imposter syndrome where you, um, you work harder and it creates sort of like an illusion of success, but on the inside, you still feel like a fraud. You still feel like an imposter. 
Um, and then within that cycle, if you receive praise or any like recognition, you'll say that the person who is giving you that praise is sympathizing with you or they're pitying you. And that's why they're giving you praise. So you kind of like write off these compliments or these, you know, encouragements, recognition, praise. You write all of that off as, oh, this person feels bad for me. So they're saying this to make me feel better. They don't actually think that I'm talented. They don't actually think that I did a good job at this. They're just saying that because they think I did a bad job and they want me to feel good about myself. So this cycle of working harder to create an illusion of success and then receiving praise from people and disregarding that praise, it fuels this cycle of like anxiety, depression, guilt, etc. Like all of these um, very negative um, things that we feel. So that's what imposter syndrome is. And that is kind of like what it looks like. Specifically within the photography community, a lot of photographers feel imposter syndrome when it comes to their knowledge and when it comes to like working with clients. I know a lot of people usually feel comfortable like afterwards, like shooting and all all of that emailing. But when it comes to like actually being face to face and put on the spot with like posing and um, even like when people reach out to you and ask for your prices and you become afraid of actually charging your full worth because you're afraid that this person will find out that you're a quote, quote unquote fraud and that you don't actually know how to run your business, um, anything like that. These are the type of things that we see within photographers. And I think sometimes imposter syndrome is fueled by um, someone who loves photography and turns it into a job, but this person might not necessarily love the business side of things and running a business. And because of that, they feel very confident in their photography, but feel like a fraudulent business owner and feel like they don't know what they're doing on the business side of things. And that's that's a hard place to be in because it's it's just a really hard thing to like combat because you you're good you feel like you're good at one thing but you're bad at other things and then you're afraid that when people reach out to you that they're gonna discover that you're not good at running your business and that they're not gonna book you because of it when in reality you are a good business owner and I think when it comes to running your business a lot of people think that there's like a b c d e different things that you have to do and you have to follow this checklist and everything has to be the same as other people but in reality that's not the case like your business can run however you want it to as long as you're legal about it you know like as long as you're paying taxes and you're like registered as a business you can run your business however you want so I think that when it comes to photography that is a huge thing that a lot of photographers face is they don't feel like they know what they're doing on the back end of things and then when you start doing photography too you kind of feel like when you pose people and meet clients that you're a fraud because you're still building your portfolio and you're still learning and you're still like getting better so you don't feel like you are the photographer that like is worthy of taking their photos almost um and 
what's hard about that is just every, like everyone has to start there. Like everybody needs to get into photography by building their portfolio. Like that's just what you have to do. You have to get experience and you have to do all of these different things to get better. And I think when you are still caught up in that imposter phase of starting your business, it's just, it's really hard because like everyone has to be there. So you're not a fraud. You're not an imposter for building your portfolio, not knowing what you're doing. You're literally just starting something new that you've never done before. Like there's a huge difference. So I want to take a minute and talk about how to deal with imposter syndrome. Um, And when it comes to imposter syndrome, I personally feel it in like waves. Like it won't be all the time that I feel like an imposter, but sometimes like specific comments that are said to me or specific um, situations, I do sometimes feel like an imposter. I feel like a fraud. So the first thing to do, help you with imposter syndrome is just acknowledging what you're facing. So acknowledging the fact that you are facing imposter syndrome, you, you're facing these feelings of not being good enough. And that is like the first thing to do is just acknowledge that that's what's happening. And then something else that's going to help you is connecting with other people, whether that's within the field of photography or just people around you that you know and can trust and can talk about these things with. So for me, it would be Charlie. I would go to Charlie and let him know how I'm feeling like I'm not good enough or whatever. Um, And honestly, I could talk to other people within the industry as well that I'm friends with or have created a relationship with that are in a similar boat as me or kind of understand what I'm feeling. So that is definitely going to help you deal with imposter syndrome. It's really important to ask for help from others. And it's it's not necessarily like asking like, oh, can you make me feel good enough? Because if someone does that, they're they're just gonna like use their words and encourage you, and then you're not you're gonna be like, Oh, that person's doing that to pity me, and you're gonna get caught in this cycle. When I say ask for help, I mean like asking for people to help with like the actual job that you're doing. Um, so for me, when I am experiencing imposter syndrome, I want to do every single aspect of my business by myself. I don't want any help because I need to make up for the fact that I don't feel like I'm good enough. So I need to do it all. And I, I don't want to ask for someone to help me with my tasks or anything like that. So asking for help so that you don't have to do things alone is really important when you start to doubt yourself and when you start to feel like an imposter, you need to challenge those thoughts that you're having. Um, I, like in the past, have used this technique for other things that I've struggled with. Um, And you, like literally when you start thinking things that are toxic for you to be thinking, you have to ask yourself, is there any truth to what I'm thinking about? Like, so, like, let's say you go to a shoe and you shoot the whole thing and you leave and you're like, I feel like such a f- fake imposter. Like, I feel like I just shot the session and I wasn't good enough and they noticed that I am not confident. So let's say that that is what you think when you get into the car. Ask yourself, is there any truth to what I just thought? 
Um, so if you are feeling like they, they can tell that I'm not as experienced as I make myself seem, or they can tell that I'm not confident in myself. Is there like actually any truth to that? Like, did they actually notice that? Like, were, did they tell you that they noticed that? Um, and the answer is probably going to be no. Um, so just making sure that the things that you're thinking are actually rooted in truth and not rooted in lies. It's very, very important mentally. Um, and if you do find yourself being like, yeah, I do think that there's truth in that. Is there actual evidence that like, yes, this is a true statement that I'm thinking. Um, so fe not feeling confident when you're posing somebody, um, is there actual like evidence that your client noticed that? Obviously you're, you have your thoughts, which are evidence to you that that's how you feel. But if there's not any evidence from them that they noticed those things or if they didn't like text you afterwards and be like, hey, I don't think you're confident. There's no evidence of that and you are lying to yourself. So I think that's something that is really going to help with imposter syndrome as well. It, it's also important to not compare yourself to others Within photography, I know a lot of people say, like, don't compare yourself to others. Don't compare yourself to others. And it's so, like, oversaid. Like, everyone says it, but it's actually so true. And there's a good reason why people say that. And it's because it's really toxic for your mindset to be comparing your journey and your skills to other people's skills, especially within a field like photography, because it's so... Um, it's it's art based it's creative based so all of photography is like your own creativity and there's no right or wrong way of doing photography it's just art um and so that's hard when you're comparing your art to someone else's art because it's literally like in your brain how you think creatively and you can't compare that to other people like I could compare myself to like P Picasso and be like oh why am I not a good painter like Picasso is amazing it's art. Like Picasso was passionate about what he did and that's why he was really good at it. And it's the same for you within photography. You're passionate about photography and you're good at it. So stop comparing yourself to others because there's nothing to compare. You're completely different people, completely different businesses. You might compare yourself to other people within your area too. So locally, or maybe you're comparing yourself to other beginners, but literally don't do that. Like, because there's, there's always different circumstances. Like people have completely different circumstances than you. Maybe you work a nine to five job and you're comparing yourself to someone who works photography 60 hours a week and doesn't have another job. That's really going to impact your photography. That's going to impact how well you're organized, how quickly you finish things. All of that is going to be impacted by circumstances. So don't compare yourself to others. Okay, <laughs> that was like a little bit of a rant. Now I want to talk a little bit about my personal struggles with imposter syndrome. So if you haven't listened to my photography story episode, I think it's literally episode one of the podcast. So go back and listen to that if you want to hear a little bit more of my story. I'm not going to share like how I got started or... or <laughs> I'm sorry, my voice just cracked. I'm not going to share anything about how I got started, but I'm going to kind of jump ahead a couple of years from when I first started. Um, so I basically mo was moving from New York to Michigan in 
December 2020. And around July 2020, so a couple of months before I moved, I was advertising myself as a Michigan photographer to book things in Michigan for 2021. So that was hard because I... I felt like such a fraud because, I mean, I really didn't live in Michigan. Like, my family was there, but I wasn't in Michigan yet. So I felt fraud, like a fraud saying those things, which was one thing. But then during that time as well was when I really started to focus on Instagram and TikTok. And I grew my following very quickly, like rapid fast. And because of that, I felt like I went from like, just kind of like a normal everyday, like just a a chill photographer. And I went to like, I feel like my standards went so much higher and I had to meet all of everyone's expectations. So I felt like a fraud because I wasn't meeting everyone's expectations of me and I wasn't um, working as hard as everyone wanted me to work or whatever. So all of that was definitely something that I struggled with when it comes to imposter syndrome um I always have room to grow and I think that was hard for me to realize when I first started to grow my Instagram and TikTok because I felt like I needed to like establish myself as a point of authority and because I was a person of authority within the field I couldn't have any wiggle room to make mistakes or to keep learning and keep growing. And I very quickly realized that I'm literally always going to have room to grow. Um, And even though I'm teaching people and teaching people things about photography, um, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to learn new things down the road and I'm not going to keep learning and growing. And as I learn and grow and learn new things, I can share that with my audience. Um, So the knowledge that I personally have in photography, um, this in itself does give me a position of authority and it gives everyone a position of authority. If you literally are just like, if you just picked up a camera, you've only been doing photography for, for a couple of weeks, what you've learned from when you picked up the camera to now is your knowledge. And that does give you a position of authority, whether that's honestly like within anyone that doesn't know what you know like that is authority and so I think that was hard for me to kind of understand was like even though I might not be the most experienced person out there like there are definitely people who have shot longer than me people have shot for like 20 plus years just understanding that I will always have room to grow and as long as I'm just teaching what I know and teaching the things that are helpful to me that's going to be valuable to somebody and that is important and that is valuable. So um, I just want to share a few things that helped me overcome this feeling of being an imposter. And I just want to clarify that um, being a position of authority is not like, like, that's not something that you need to idolize or like, you don't ever like need to be a position of authority. Like, I think that can be taken the wrong way. When I say authority, I just mean someone that like teaches and is somebody that is credible in their field. I think that's a better word is being like a credible source. Um, And that was like a hard thing for me because I never felt like I was a credible source. I felt like there were other more credible people than me, if that makes sense. 
All right. So here are some things that have helped me overcome feeling like an imposter. So the first thing is being confident in my work and truly loving the images that I produce. So it took me a while to get to this point. I felt like I liked my work kind of, but I wasn't in love with it. And I just came to a point where I just started creating for what I liked and what I thought looked good and what I thought looked like photographs that I wanted to create. And, And once I started doing that, I started loving my work a lot more. And I think that really helped with my confidence. I also stopped letting unkind or hate get to my head, which is, it's always hard when you are receiving unkind, I don't know, just criticism from people, like criticism that you don't ask for. Do you guys know what I mean? Like the people that leave nasty comments on your stuff and DM you mean things like that was hard for me at first. Um, but once I stopped letting that stuff get to my head and I started to understand that the reason that those people are saying those things are probably because they are dealing with something on their own and I just need to keep doing me and not everyone's going to like what I do, which is fine. So that was important for me to not feel as much like an imposter because I wasn't listening to the people who were making me feel like an imposter. Also, when someone compliments me, I try to like genuinely take it to heart and just like let that compliment sink in. So if someone says, oh, I really like your, I really like your photos. I like try to not disregard it and just be like, oh, okay, thanks. Like, and then in my head, I'm thinking like, they don't really mean that. They're just saying that to be nice. Like I actually try to sit and think about that compliment like afterwards and be like, okay, like this person said they liked my work and they liked my photos. They meant that and that was really kind of them and I really appreciate that and that makes me feel good. Uh, So letting compliments sink in, that's important. It's very helpful to stop being hard on yourself. So once I wasn't as hard on myself, I feel like I was really able to... to kind of like get rid of imposter syndrome to the point where it wasn't coming back like every single day. It was only like once in a while. And an example that I have for this is, um, so I'm very hard on myself when it comes to my gallery delivery dates. Um, I tell people four to eight weeks, but I literally like would deliver it before four weeks because I, I like didn't want people to think that I wasn't good enough or that their photos weren't good or whatever. And when I stopped being so hard on myself, which was literally just this year, I started like actually implementing this. I started delivering galleries within my four to eight week mark and not like before, because one, I wanted to give myself time. I wanted to have good work-life balance and I can't have good work-life balance if I'm editing my butt off all the time. Um, So Delivering, like, I deliver now, like, five to six weeks is what I try to get my, like, sessions of weddings out in. And that's, like, okay. Like, that's within my contracted time. Like, that is okay. <laughs> and so that that mindset of just, like, not being so hard on yourself and letting something slide, if literally it's an okay thing to be doing, you're just, like, going the extra mile and delivering way further beforehand than you need to 
like, yeah, that that's all I have to say about that one. I kind of lost my uh, my words there for a second. Um, also, another thing that's helped me overcome imposter syndrome is just knowing that I have a contract and an invoice and I have pricing in place and it's that way for a reason. Um, when you have imposter syndrome, I think what's really hard is pricing. You feel like you, no one's going to book you for your prices or like you don't want to give off the wrong impression by having too high of prices or you just don't feel like you're you're valuable enough to be charging what you charge, which is 100% an imposter thought. So having pricing in place and sticking to it is going to help with your imposter syndrome because your pricing is there for a reason and it's like that for a reason. If you're like me, I sit down and thoroughly think through my pricing and figure out what I need to be charging and how many things I need to book per year, all this different stuff. So my prices are like that for a reason and I'm not going to lower them or give people a discount because I feel like they're not going to be willing to book with me. When you experience imposter syndrome, you are telling yourself lies. You're telling yourself that you're not good enough. You're telling yourself that you're a fraud. You're discrediting all of the things that you've worked really hard to achieve because you don't feel like you deserve those things. So when you're experiencing imposter syndrome, ask yourself, why do I think that I don't deserve this recognition or achievement? Like straight up, why do you feel like you don't deserve that? Because you do. Like ask yourself that. And if you have an actual good answer, then fine. Maybe you don't deserve it. But if you don't have a good answer, like, oh, I'm not good enough. If it's all things that are based on your toxic thoughts, no, 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 no. You do deserve the recognition. Also ask yourself, why do I think that I'm a fraud? And I think that's a really good thing to dig into and to ask yourself because if there's a certain area that you feel like you're a fraud in, that's a really good place to start. So for example, I said pricing. If that is an area that you feel like you're not good enough in or you know your prices are too high and you don't think that you deserve to be booked for that price, ask yourself, why do I think that and why should I be confident in that area? So why should I be confident in my pricing? Well, because you have tons of experience. You know, maybe you have a couple of years of experience. You have education. Maybe you've invested in education and you've learned a lot about photography. Maybe you've invested in your business. You have new gear. You became an LLC or whatever. You use HoneyBook to help with client workflow. All of those things are reasons that you can have higher pricing and you don't need to undervalue yourself by telling yourself that you're not good enough. At the end of the day, success does not equal perfection. And when you struggle with imposter syndrome, you struggle with the idea that you're not perfect and that you're not achieving perfection. So a way to combat this is to offer yourself kindness and encouragement to just be gracious to yourself when you fail and be gracious to yourself when you're talking bad about yourself in your head. I know personally, I do this all the time. I talk bad about myself to myself in my head and that's just not okay. So give yourself grace, encourage yourself. Just remember that failure does not mean that you're an imposter. 
failure is absolutely essential to becoming a good business owner and just like in life in general. Failure is just, it's necessary. Like you need to learn from failure and that's what's going to help you get better. Um, Failure is completely normal and it's very good for learning and growing. So when you do fail, instead of being like, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. Like I'm the worst. Everyone's going to find out that I'm a fraud. Look at that failure and figure out what you can learn from it. Like what did you learn from failing? Maybe you learned that you need to back up your SD cards or maybe you learned that you need to be quicker with your client communication. All of that, all of those things that you learned from a failure is going to help you succeed in the future. All right. I hope you enjoyed this little debrief on imposter syndrome. And if you are struggling with this, I hope that you learned some healthy things that are going to help you overcome imposter syndrome. I want you to know that it doesn't go away overnight. And sometimes I still feel imposter syndrome, but it definitely gets better once you start to do those action steps that we talked about, reaching out to other people, talking through how you're feeling, and just checking your thoughts, keeping your thoughts in check as you go through life is going to really, really help you with this. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. Your guys' support really means a lot to me. And yeah, I'm just very happy to be doing this podcast. And I'm excited for next week's episode. So stay tuned. And I hope everyone has a great day. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher If I take, I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gonna stop, I